2: The Colossi believers like Christians today were fond of mixing and matching the truths of Christianity with some of the culture and the results were forms of licentiousness which is using the grace of God as a license to continue in sin.
1: This is Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And Pastor Leighton Sheely, our teacher, is beginning a new message in his series dealing with the book of Colossians. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to become a part of this ministry, you can join with us at studyversebyverse.com. Check us out, studyversebyverse.com, and more information about the church is on the web at highlands.us and continuing his thought regarding the congregation in Colossae here's pastor Layton
2: and because of that the integrity of the gospel was compromised and it was impossible to distinguish Christianity from other religions of the day and and like those believers in Colossae we also live in an age of pluralism and syncretism and many consider Jesus to not be lord that one religion is just as good as another, that what might be true for you is not true for me, and vice versa, that all religions are basically the same. And what Colossians makes emphatically clear is this, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. And true Christianity is all about Jesus Christ. Jesus is supreme, he is preeminent, he is of first importance, everything revolves around him, Christianity is all about Christ Jesus. Jesus is unique. Jesus is God incarnate. Incarnate means in the flesh, God in the flesh, who came to reconcile mankind with God by making peace through his death on the cross. The preeminence of Christ is the theme of Colossians. The author, the apostle Paul, repeats again and again to keep your eyes on Jesus and don't get caught up in man-made religions, traditions, pleasing people, observing religious festivals and religious self-denial and these kinds of things because they might have the appearance of wisdom, but they're really of no value. Instead, set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. Do everything in the name of the Lord and give thanks to God. No other book of the New Testament more fully and completely presents Christ as Lord. Colossians sets Jesus as the supreme Lord and wholly sufficient for our every need. The first two chapters present and defend the truth and the latter two unfold its implication and its application. Paul argues that Christ is the key to everything that we need, that all God has ever done or going to do in this world has happened in Him and through Him. And when a person comes into God's family by accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, he is born again with all that he needs for growth and maturity. It's a a sub-theme of of Colossians. Colossians 2.10 says, "...you are complete in Him." When you're in Him, you don't need anything else. You don't need to be seeking something new, something different, some other experience and so forth. Continue to grow in what you've received at the beginning. Now when we were together last, we began our study of this book of the Bible by identifying its author and intended audience. And we were able to study verse by verse about halfway through verse 5 where it says, because of the hope laid up for you. But, and so our, our study today is going to pick up where we left off, but let's read from the beginning of the chapter so, as we, so we can get our context. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you giving thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins now we're going to begin our study today where we left off when we last met it's in the in the middle of verse 5 it says of this you have heard before in the word of the truth the gospel which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. uh, The word truth here is used several times. The gospel is truth. The gospel is truth. The gospel of Jesus is truth. All other religions can be described as guesses about God. People trying to guess what God is like and how He works and so forth. But the the Christian gospel gives us not guesses but certainties of God because God has revealed Himself to us in His Word. His Word is truth. It comes from a God and it can be trusted. Satan is the liar. And if you believe his lies, you're going to be led astray into death. But Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And when we trust in Him we experience life in all of its fullness and abundance. Everybody puts their faith in something, but faith is only as good as the object in which it is placed. The jungle pagan might put their uh, faith in a god of stone or wood. An educated city pagan might put their faith in their possessions or their bank account or their position, or their status. But in all of these cases, faith is empty. It is useless because the object of the faith cannot save them. The true Christian believer has put his faith in Jesus Christ, and that faith is based on the word of truth. Any other kind of faith is merely superstition, and it cannot save. Now, in here, Paul references the whole world. And the gospel is for the entire world. It's not confined to one nation or race or class or condition. There are very few things in this world that are open to everybody. Everything seems to have limits. A person's mental capacities limit the degrees that they can accumulate. A person's social status limits the people that they can interact with. A person's wealth limits the amount of possessions they can collect, and so forth. But the message of the gospel is open to everyone without exception. For God so loved the world. That's everyone. But as always, you've got to keep reading in the Bible, because it says, for God so loved the world. And if you stop there, you think that means everybody's going to be saved because God loves everybody. But when you keep reading, you find out God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's only those who put their faith in Jesus Christ who do not perish but have everlasting life. Paul referenced the whole world. He didn't mean that every location in the globe had been reached with the gospel yet. In fact, to this very day, I understand that there are still some places in this globe that have not yet been reached. They've been identified by missions organizations, and there's an active effort to try to reach those places. And I'm told we're not centuries away from it. We're not decades away from it. We are mere months and maybe years away from reaching every part of our globe with the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wasn't talking about every location on the globe being reached, but what he was talking about is that the gospel is making headway across racial, national, and geographical barriers across the Roman Empire and beyond it, that nothing could stop it from bearing fruit and increasing. Now, before Jesus left, he gave his uh, apostles these instructions. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And the apostles were faithful in this calling. And the gospel spread beyond Jerusalem into Judea and Samaria. And Paul took it even farther. But even before Paul ever reached Rome, the gospel already had and was bearing fruit. Acts chapter 2 describes a very special event where... 120 believers had gathered together for prayer. The Holy Spirit came in an an incredible way. And the the commotion drove people from all around the city to come and see what was going on. And these people were from all over the Roman Empire for a special event. And the scriptures tell us Peter stood up, preached the gospel, and 3,000 people made a profession. In Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord that day. And when the time came and they went back to wherever it was that they'd come from in the Roman Empire, they took the gospel with them. And it was bearing fruit and increasing in the entire world. And you know, it's no wonder that the gospel bears fruit all over the world because when people really hear the gospel and understand the gospel, it, the invitation is irresistible. Of all of the religions, of all of the faith systems of the world, only Christianity offers salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ Jesus alone. And when we put our faith in Christ Jesus, we come and we set down our guilt and our sin at the cross and can live a life pleasing to God because of His guidance and His empowerment by the infilling of the Holy Spirit.
1: You're hearing fundamentals of the faith in this series on Colossians from Pastor Leighton Sheely. Our teacher, he is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And one of the outreaches of Church of the Highlands is the Highlands Institute. The classes provide an opportunity to learn about a variety of topics, grounding the congregation and those who attend in knowledge of the Bible, theology and spiritual formation. If you'd like more details about how you can join with those who participate in the classes, just go to the website islands.us and click on the community link on the homepage that's highlands.us I'm Mike Trout this is a daily visit from Church of the Highlands and our teacher Pastor Leighton Sheely if you've missed any of the messages in this series on Colossians you will find them on our website at studyversebyverse.com that's studyversebyverse.com we'll be back tomorrow with more in this series as Pastor Leighton once again opens the word of God and we study